America's Good News Platter. I'm speaking to Dr. Pepper Schwartz. Hi, Pepper. How you been? I'm great. It's a good day. Thank you. It's a new day and a good day, and it's a new day to talk about a new study on modern love. And uh, Pepper is the host of the hit show Married at First Sight and she's written uh, 25 books, and she's a relationship expert. We've spoken with her many times over the years, and it's an ABCO relationship study. And uh, what are we talking about here? Well, we're talking about people's attitudes for this year at this moment about dating, love, marriage, and divorce. I mean, all of the things that are in the life cycle of somebody's relationship, hopefully most of whom get to spend the rest of their life with someone. But also, if they don't, you know, what that's like and what people feel justifies staying or going these days. Our relationships uh, in, say, in America right now, Marital relationships uh, are they increasing? Are they decreasing? What, what right now is the uh, overall status? Would you say? Well, I think most people really want to be in a relationship, but I think what's happening is there's more choices of how to be in a relationship. Forty-two percent of the people in this study felt that marriage might be an outmoded institution. Now, two-thirds, you know, still want to be married, still think importantly. But I think people feel more choices, whether it's cohabitation or being single and dating sometimes. The stigma about how you have to be with someone is greatly reduced. And the good news is whatever kind of relationship that we're in, two-thirds of the people in the study felt very satisfied with their relationships. Granted, men more than women, but women, two-thirds of them were really happy with their relationship, and with men, almost three-fourths. So that's not a bad average. Uh-huh, okay. Do, do you think that some men uh, 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 and or women are concerned about uh, the, uh, the documentation part of marriage? In essence, uh, you know, the divorce part and the pain that somebody might have to go through or stuff like that. Do you think that holds people back from, from getting married? I think young people are waiting a lot longer to get married partially because they've seen the divorces of their parents and or their grandparents and it's sobering i think i see a conservatism in young people today about wanting to wait longer you know do the, a lot of the single things they want to do run around travel get more education whatever it is they concentrate on themselves more i think first because then they feel better about whatever sacrifices marriage might require later but also because they're building themselves as individuals and being able to take care of themselves as individuals because they've seen what happens when their parents didn't do that, particularly their mothers if they didn't have careers, etc. So I think the divorce rates of previous years do affect people. It doesn't mean they don't want marriage, but they are being more cautious about it because they really would like to stay together forever. 85% of the people in this study said they wanted it to last. And they didn't have fantasies. They didn't think, oh my gosh, it has to be romantic forever. 75% of them said they know the romance will diminish and they still think there would be reasons to stay. 25%, however, really felt that the romance mattered greatly and that that would be a reason to go. But they still have a lot of the traditional values. Um, the vast majority of them would not countenance infidelity. 
Of course, some of them said that they would try and get over it, but for the most part, you know, some of the rules are still there. They want it to be a profound, lasting relationship that they can count on and that's faithful. Did you do any study of, of prenuptial agree, uh, agreements, uh, whether they are on the rise or what people think in that regard? I think in this study there's an indication that prenuptials are on the rise. There were only 2% of the people in this national study that had a prenuptial, but about almost 20%, that's one in five, really wanted to look into them more. And I think why that's happening and why they're on the rise is because not only are people waiting later to get married so that they've accumulated more independent stuff, you know, a house or some wealth or cars or whatever, uh, so that they want to be careful about maybe losing that, you know, if there was a, a divorce. But also some of them are in second marriages. Few are in third, but a lot are in second where they have kids and they want to make sure that their kids' interests are protected. So a, a community uh, like AVO, you know, made up of professional lawyers, are interested in those kinds of things to see, okay, if there's a changing approach to prenuptials, maybe that's something our professional community, the 97% of all uh, lawyers in the country are listed on that site, they will give this information to the lawyers so that they will be prepared to answer questions and they can let people know when they read the findings of this that they're not alone in thinking that a prenuptial might be useful. In fact, one of the interesting statistics from the study was that the vast majority of people who answered it did not feel a prenuptial made it more likely for a couple to divorce. And I can assure you, 10 years ago, that statistic wouldn't have been there. Uh -huh. And so what do you think, uh, uh, I, I don't know if you know, but I'm an interfaith minister. I married people, all right, but I've also been divorced. Um, uh, what do you, you think? I know, you've, you know you're really an expert on this. So what do you think about a prenuptial? I think that it could make people feel a lot more secure if they have a complex economic background and that they could say, okay, that's out of the question. I know this person isn't marrying me for those things. That's not at risk. This is just about our relationship and our love for each other. On the other hand, I can understand that some people feel that's so unromantic that, you know, that it, it questions the trust they should have for that other person and they don't feel like they can do it. I'm a cautious person. I look at the statistics. I know that depending on your age group and your education group, that you have a substantial chance of divorce. And so I would say that having a prenup is a reasonable thing to do just to make everybody feel like they understand what the financial agreement is. And that it's, a, it's for many people, I would advise it. Where can some, uh, someone find some of this information uh, that we're speaking about? If you go to www.avvo.com, you'll see two things there. One will be the whole study, and you can get some really good information, much more than we have time to talk about. And the other thing is you'll see the services that re re pertain to marriage and divorce that you might want to find out more about. In fact, they have a lot of professional lawyers who give free answers to questions on the site. And also, they kind of have a list of services. And if you wanted just a 15-minute advisory call, 
You can pay $39, which as anybody knows about lawyer's cost, is very reasonable, just to see if the kind of thing that you're interested in would require a lawyer, would be useful to talk to a lawyer, get a few pointers, and then see if you want to go on from there. You could find out much more about couple planning about financial issues, prenuptials, maybe what the divorce issues are, maybe even the living together issues are that a lawyer would want you to know. So I think it's a, a good resource for the public. Two last quick questions, Pepper. Thanks always. Uh, what's good news for you? Good news for me is that my two kids are happily married. Um, I'm in love and engaged, and I love my career, and I'm very happy to be this this happy on my birthday week. That's my good news. <laughs> <laughs> last, last question, because you know we're very involved with the International Dead Peace World Peace Day. Uh, and what we're talking about, actually, in this whole interview is, is living life more peacefully. What, is, what does peace mean to you? Peace means to me that people are understanding each other, are reaching out and, and have compassion and tolerance and understand that everyone doesn't have to think the same way or live the same way as they do, that we understand each person's humanity and their right to a good life and that everything that I'm happy about in my life should be extended and available to everyone else. If we can all work to make uh, people's lives have, you know, love in it and food and shelter and, a, and, a, and freedom from fear, you know, why wouldn't we want to extend that, that kernel of goodness to everyone? And if we can, if we can bring everybody up and we can give them some of the kinds of things we've been talking about, I just have to believe that some of the ruthlessness, anger, and violence that's in our society worldwide could be reduced to, to a much, much smaller proportion. Good news. Okay, very beautiful. Pepper, thanks so much. And uh, look forward to speaking with you again. You take care. You too. Thank you.